Hello everybody, welcome to Kickback with Nadem. He is I and I am him and I'm here alongside the birthday boy. What's going on, you need? What's that mean? All right, all right, you're right, yeah. Just yeah. turned 18, feeling good. <laughs> 18, there's a lot of text missing from that, I'll tell you that for a fact. For a fact. Yeah, man, so are you? Have you had a good day? I had a good day, thank you. Yeah, it's been a good birthday. What, what have you done? Tell me about a 2021 birthday. So I went went to London. Well, yeah, into central London. Had some lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little spot lunch. And then uh, fell asleep underneath a tree for both the <laughs> afternoon. So yeah, like, I saw I saw the birthday properly. You know what? That's, people don't know you, but for me knowing you, I can picture it. This guy will sleep Boy. on a washing line. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So that was great. Yeah, if you if you've had food, there's a good chance you'll sleep absolutely. Uh, I was I was I was actually fuming that I even had to walk to the tree. Like I was <laughs> I was so ready for sleep. Uh, that walk was agony. So yeah, oh, it's terrific, man. So how old are you now? I'm 32. Ah, oh, yeah, man. Was it another 33 years, and you can get your pension? Yeah, yeah. Count down the days. Yeah, I've got um, I've got another four months of my pensions due. Yeah, just just rub that in. That's cool, no problem. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you play football? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I did it. I did at some point. I don't. I don't really do that these days. I I tend to talk about it. Although, to be fair, I'm playing in a charity game. As as I said to you off air, a week on Sunday down Mm -hmm. in Dorking. So, if anybody wants to go to that that's in the area, please go check that out. If you want to see a bunch of retired ex pros looking to try and like rekindle their love affair with the game of football, perfect. This is the spot for you. It might get ugly, but you know, so what? <laughs> uh, I'll be there in the crowd laughing along. So, All right. So you're ready anyway? Let's roll. Well, get get on this, dude. So believe it or not, I only went and did it, didn't I? I got a referee on the show. Oh wow! Yeah. What are your first thoughts? This could this could go any which way. <laughs> what sense? <laughs> like, listen, listen. Um, how do I put this in a uh, in a diplomatic way? I've seen you have some really great conversations from afar with referees and some some somewhat heated conversations with Ooh. referees. Like, so oh. that's all. I'm just saying, as an independent, you know, voice of the people, I'm just like, this could go, this could go any which way. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how this unfolds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's, that's, that's an interesting thing you say there because I do think that I'm calm, but I have been spotted in the past pointing fingers in referees' faces and stuff like that, looking particularly angry. Yeah, there's. I remember there was one specific image where like your vein took on a life of its own. <laughs> like, so I don't like, but that's just, look, there's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's, um yeah. So yeah, I, I think myself and lots of other people, we have a certain sort of relationship with referees where we kind of just like love to hate them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's because we always feel like everybody feels like they're being wronged. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. I think the rest been biased towards this team, but the other team are like, they feel like being biased towards us and so on and so forth. So it's one, oh, yeah, of, those, it's, it's one, of, those, it. it's one of those really, really weird jobs. And like, yeah, and now I'm on this other side of the fence and I've finished my career. I can go and gain closure. So yeah. I was lucky enough to be able to bring one on board to get this that is big. closure. <laughs> this like, is, big. There, is, there any, is there anything that you'd ask a referee if you had the chance to? Uh, well, firstly, I'm really glad you managed to get that therapy session. That's really, that's big. That's important. <laughs> um, the first question I would ask a referee if I had a chance is just like, why? Like, why don't they let the players talk? <laughs> like, I know and there is there are some referees who are really great at that, who do listen and then just give you your opinion anyway. But like for the for there are some referees who just don't let you talk. And so my question is just like, like, why? Why are you so like you're there to referee players, make sure the game's played safely, keep it flowing, mm-hmm. etc. So like mm-hmm. you might as well like imagine. Imagine going to work and then people try to talk to you. Just like, no, get away from me. Like, I just, oh. I, I think that's harsh. Triggered. So that would be my only question. Triggered. I, I, question. I thought I had therapy and I had the closure, but you're bringing me back to some dark, dark <laughs> spots, you know. There's nothing worse than I'm, I'm looking around for a referee saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And they're like running away from me. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> then you finally like, they stop and you turn around and say, go away. So if you come any closer, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in the butt. Oh, talk about triggered. I'm trying to be polite. I've heard yes, people sir. for decades abusing referees and i've never tried to be that guy I but then i've had a yellow card for saying excuse me and i crossed the halfway line and he said oh that's it now i'm gonna book you, you came too close <laughs> but you know yeah 
Anyway, let's 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 get to it. I hope you enjoy this one, you. So for today's episode, I was lucky enough to speak with the retired Premier League of- official that is Mark Halsey. Oh, and awesome! Bit of background: he is a bit of a Man City fan, so it was a very easy conversation to have. All right, okay. And he was sad. I see what but, time this is. But I th- but I think you'll like it, and I think the listeners will like it as well. Also, a big shout out to Randy Anderson for the patience. I got your message. You said you want an episode. Here it is. Hope you enjoy it, and hope everybody else does too. So please keep back and enjoy my conversation with the former Premier League referee, Mark Halsey. Yes, how are you doing? Yeah, good, my friend. Yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. And where in the world are you right now? I am in uh, on the Orihuela Costa in in Spain. Ah, must be nice. Must be nice. Well, firstly, thank you very much for coming on to the show. And, you know, I uh, obviously know you, you know me and, you know, I thought yeah. for a different perspective, it'd be good to speak with somebody like yourself who's been there and done that and sort of reminisce yeah. on old times. So are you ready to go? Yeah, ready to rock and roll, my friend. Okay. So for you then, when did you referee a game for the first time? Oh, going back to around about 19, I think it was about 88. It was, it was a Sunday morning game in the Welling Hatfield Sunday League because obviously I'd played I've been a semi-professional player before oh, that. Okay, as, as, as a goalkeeper around the non-league scene down, you know, in in the south of England, um, and it was a it was a good friend of mine. I said, "Why don't you take up refereeing?" Because we played together on a Sunday, and he he, he, he a poacher term gamekeeper. Yeah, and, uh, he was one of the most dirtiest players I've ever played behind. Because <laughs> I was a goalkeeper, he was a tenner half, and uh, and he asked me, he said, "Why don't you take up refereeing?" I said, "Rush." You've got absolutely no chance of me becoming a referee. I ain't got no interest in it whatsoever. And then from that moment, because I, I love my cricket as well, and on, during the summer, his house backed onto our cricket pitch, and he kept on at me all summer, all summer. I said, Russ, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And one one day, I just went, you know what? I might give it a go. And I passed the exam, um, and then and then started refereeing. And, and uh, with and with that, then, so what did you actually like about refereeing at that point? Because well, you were a player. I mean, I mean, even my brother, because my brother's a manager down in, in the Southern League now. His team, where FC, they're in the Southern League this year. They've been put into the Southern League. So even he, he was a player. He played football then as well. And I, re- I was refereeing on a, on a, on a Sunday. And uh, he said to me, you've got to be absolutely joking, <laughs> bro. you become a referee. And, and, and it, 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 I, I thought to myself, well, I'd like, I want to put something back into the game. Because I fell out of love. I fell out of love with, with football. I had a few injuries and um, I just started to fall out of love with it. And I thought, well, you know, what am I going to do? I, mean, I was 28. I was, I was 28 at the time. And I was thinking, well, I don't want to go into coaching. don't want to go into managing. Um, and then I thought about my friend Russ, who said, why don't you take up referee? And I thought, yeah, I'll, perhaps I may, I, may, I may be good at this, put something back into football. Um, doesn't necessarily mean an ex-player is always going to make a good referee. Yeah. Um, but in, in my case, I, I think it did. I was, I was quite fortunate. I think I had... I was I was natural. I was I wasn't manufactured. Yeah, I, I, I had natural. I had natural ability as as, as a referee. Most probably would become a better referee than I was goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what, is your story then a common one in the fact that say people would have been a player one time and then decided to go into refereeing, or do people actually want to grow up to be a referee from from a young age? Oh. No, no one wants to grow up and be a referee, do they? Come on. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I mean. Only, only, those people, that... only, those, only those people that can't play football, I suppose. But um, no, listen. I, I just, I just felt that I would give it a go, um, see as far as I could go. Um, and my, my first game, I really, really enjoyed. Listen, the players knew me in and in around that area. They, they knew, they knew me because I played against them many, many times. Many, mm-hmm. we had many um, games where you know we we getting to do battle with each other. Um, and and I, 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 my first game, I really enjoyed it. And I had no yellow cards, which was which was great. Didn't have to do any reports, you know. Uh, you know, the, it's, I think. I mean, as a player, I like to referee that engaged with me yes. and and had a laugh and had a joke and yes. had a report, yes. but knew when to stamp his authority on the game. Yeah. When you knew when you had to say, hey, that's enough, he's not having no more. Yeah. And and I like referees like that. And I sort of took that in, in into my into my game, you know, when I, when I started refereeing. And, and, it, and it served me well all the way through my career. All yeah. the way through, I used that. You know, I, I, people say to me, Oh, what referees did you used to watch? What referees did you, you, you know, you, you, you sort of wanted to be like? And, and I, used, I, 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 
weren't interested in referees. I never watched referees as <laughs> when I played. Yeah, you know, I never watched referees, and even now, you know, even when I was become referee, I didn't watch referees. But because I was a, I was a football fan, I love football. Yeah, and I just went out to be my own man, and that's what I set out to do all the way through my career. Do, do you know what's going on here? So people are going to be listening to this and they'll be like, "Do you know what? I like referees now. I like referees." Could you? <laughs> I love that, that mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point, I told you where to go a few times. Well, once or twice, but not all the time. Did no, you know, no, we got on well, man. At some point, you know, we'll talk I about. I loved you. I loved you when you went to QPR. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, this, this, everything you've said there is so true because, as far as like referees go, the ones where you can have a back and forth with them, they do go a long, long way in terms of like managing games. Because they if do. you're, if you respect it, if you respect the guy that's making the calls. You'll also yep. respect the fact that not every call they make will be correct, but it comes with good intention. Absolutely spot on. Even if even when I made a mistake, players accepted that from me because they respected me. And referees today, referees today, they they, they stroll out onto that field of play expecting respect straight away. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. No, not at all. The respect the respect comes with your accuracy and your decision making, the way you engage with the players, the way you talk to the players. Yeah, the way you pick up little little silly fouls, little you know, just to, to, to stop it escalating. Yeah, yeah. And and that and and you, and telling players, yes, you've seen that. You've got the advantage. Keep it going. Yeah. You know, or you 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 they're giving you a rollicking and you're giving them one back. You know, having that that banter. Yeah. And, you know, and I had many times when I walked out on the on the pitch in in the in, in the Premier League in non league, saying, oh, you know, players would put their arms around me and say. Oh, glad we've got you today, Mark. We know where we stand. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. So at some point, we'll talk about the standards in terms of refereeing now. But yeah, yeah. what was it like back in the 90s when you were first starting, coming to prominence in the Football League? Well, it was. I think it, it, that, that, that was when it was everything started to change, wasn't it? You know, it was like the, you know, the, the tackle from behind was outlawed and the, 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 the reckless challenges, that, the, the challenges that were going on, they wanted to see yellow cards and red cards a lot more, didn't they? And, and I think then it was it was difficult to sort of change from that being giving players a chance, yeah. You know, is, issuing issuing yellow cards, and for me, that's not the way to referee. You know, you, you see a reckless challenge, you see a challenge that's you know what we've got to realise is that a careless challenge is a free kick, nothing else. A reckless challenge is should be a free kick and, and a yellow card and yeah. uh, sorry uh, and a challenge that endangers the player's safety with excessive force and brutality must be punished with a red card now let me get they're all subjective yeah so you know for me it's, it's on the opinion of free on the with the referee on the day and obviously remember as you as you climb the ladder you've got those assessors in the stand yeah and and you sometimes you, you're refereeing to please the assessor, and that's not right. Yeah, that's not right. Many times I didn't referee to please the assessor. Many times I didn't get the mark most probably I deserved because I didn't referee to please the assessor. I refereed to please 22 players and how many people are watching. Yeah, because you know at the end of the day you're in the entertainment business, mm -hmm. and and fans pay a lot of money to watch watch football. Not the referee. Yeah, not the referee. They pay to watch football and their team score goals and for me that's what it's all about you come off with 22 players shaking your your hand and, and no managers knocking down your door then <laughs> for me that's been a good day at the office oh, this feels great i'm getting so much closure already but what do you think it was <laughs> about you then in the 90s that helped you get promoted to the uh to premier league level um i think i think i mean i mean don't get me wrong when when i when i when i you know sort of made that i think from Becoming a referee in Hart in Hearts County League in uh, what uh, 1988, 89, and starting up as a in the you know in the Welling Hatfield Sunday League, went through to the Hearts County League, into the Ishman League. Not only being assessed when I was going from my promotion three to two, yeah. two to one in Hearts County, got me promotion. Then really, it stopped. Yeah, it stopped, and it wasn't until you know you, you get onto the Ishman League as a referee because then you have to go on as a, as a as an assistant referee first, and then you have your marks from your contributor league in the county league got you the interview to perhaps referee in the Ishman League. So it was it was all based on club marks from from then. So obviously my club marks were good, and then obviously then you go to onto the Ishman League where I think you were assessed three times um, in a season. So you, you basically you you're left to your own devices to referee you know referee within the laws of the game, but also use your common sense. Yeah. 
which you still can do today if you've got the correct and the right leadership and direction, as we saw in the Euro 2020 with the with the referees there. Yeah. Um, so then obviously I've, I've done well in the in the Ishman League, and then I got promoted to what is now the the National League. Yeah. Um, and then bang, the assessors there are. Yeah. Professional. They assess. They assess then what was you know the, the Championship League One, League Two, and the Premier League. And of course, then you know they, you, you, you can see it. You got you can see this young this 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 referee that's gone through the ranks very quickly. Um, he's been a player. Yeah. Let's just let's just you know push him down a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. and and I found as soon as I, I got into the National League and I got these assessors, God, I was. I was getting punished left, right, and centre. Yeah. You know, for not doing this right, not cautioning this challenge, not cautioning that challenge. And I think they had two or three letters from the Football League warning me that if I didn't improve my performances, I would I'll be removed. Really? From the referees list on on yeah, I did. Absolutely. And you're looking at these things, like, well, hang on, what am I doing? Doing fine. What you know club marks are fine, but obviously on on that level. Yeah. From the National League to the Football League, they look at your, your assessors' marks as well as your club marks. So, so I actually sort of the second season. Uh, so, so, I did I did make um, a, a little, little changes, although I didn't like, want to. But I had to make little changes to my game. Where if 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 I was giving players the benefit of the doubt before, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. Now, for me, that's not how you referee a game of football. Yeah, but for me to progress, I had to be selfish. Okay, to look after myself, look after number one, because the players won't look after you. <laughs> well, that's a fact. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, players won't look after the referee. So I made that little adjustment, and I remember in my first season getting a um, getting a referee in a game in in, in nationally conference, as it was then, obviously. Um, and this assessor come along um, and absolutely battered me absolutely bad me. I've, lucky if I got a three out of 10. Right. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, you know, and I, I had a friend that come with me who was a referee and assessor. So, you know, we went through it all said, yeah, I thought he'd done really well. He'd done this well, he'd done that well. Could have perhaps cautioned there, but it was okay. But then the real assessment come and I got absolutely battered. And it was a chap called Roy Capey, little Roy Capey from uh, Croydon. Lovely, lovely little fella. And the following season, um, I was a, I, must have, I knew I was doing well because I was appointed to um, an FA Trophy game. And it was uh, Carshall and, and Woking, and at that time, I mean, I mean, listen, I've been a big fan of Clive Walker, yeah, playing for QPR, and of course, he was playing for Woking, and he was playing in this game. And uh, before the kickoff, because you're wondering, oh, who's assessing me? Who's assessing me on this game? And there was about an hour before kickoff, there was a little knock at the door, and I said, "Come in," and it was little Roy Capey. And I think he came in to say, right, listen, I'm I'm assessing you today. You know, don't don't let me down because because uh, obviously it was a big game. And yeah. I was put a, a bigger a Premier League assessor on the game to look at me. And I think I had about. I mean, in the first half, I sent I think I sent Clive Walker off. Yeah, <laughs> he, he still hasn't forgiven me today <laughs> when we speak. But I think I had one off and about six or seven in the book, and and a lot of them were all well deserved. Um, one or two, perhaps I may have just spoken to the player not issued the yellow card and then obviously the assessment come it was absolutely outstanding and I think that was the game that got me my interview onto the football league yeah. and then obviously referring in, in, onto the football because once you get onto the football league um, you sort of have to change you change you have to change back yeah. because you know they don't expect all the yellow cards because the managers do comment on your performance they do mark you they yeah. do put comments on about you so they put both marks together you have two bands so yeah, listen. It was it was it was it was a, it was a a steep learning curve for me once I made that jump from the Ishman League to the to the the National League or the conference as it was then. Yeah, okay. And there's there's so much to unpack there. But one thing which I kind of felt was in that game when you got assessed really well and you entered entered the Football League. What what's the feeling like, say, as a referee when you walk away from a game and you think maybe you got something wrong or maybe you were too harsh with something? Like, how do you feel after yeah. that? Well, listen. I mean, I was human, and although I, you know people people would say, "Yeah, Mark was one of the better referees." I, I, yeah, I was human, so I did I did make mistakes. Um, and I think if I went through all my career, I mean, you know, I look I look back on 
I look back on all my games and yeah, you do, yeah, you look at, during a game, a referee will make 300, 300 decisions. Yeah. And they just, you could have a great game. All of a sudden there could be one key match incident yeah. that you get wrong. And you know you've got wrong when you come off at half-time or full-time because, you know, it, it's gone all around the world and, and the TV TV manager, the full manager yeah. is there telling you. Yeah. So, you so you probably know, but, and then it, it sort of, it, 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 you're thinking about it all the time. You come off the pitch, you wait for the assessor to come in, he has to look at the video, he's not sure, he has to look at the DVD about what, what to, you know, ask you to talk you through it and the way, you know, the way I saw it and the way I dealt with it. And then you, in the car, all the way home, you know, you're, you're thinking, you think, you're just thinking because you don't get to drive yourself to the ground or you drive yourself to the hotel, and you, 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 you're in. It's in your mind. The game is you just replaying the whole game back in your mind, and, and and certainly some instance. And I think if I was looking back over my whole career, I think it was possible. I would say there was one game that I wasn't a Premier League referee. Absolutely not a Premier League referee. Why was it? I was. I was poor. I, I think I've, I've been in Europe um, refereeing in the in the Europa League um, early early. I think it was August September time, um, and I come back on a, on a, on a, I think it was on a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday from the game. And obviously then we had a meeting, and I drove straight down to London from where I was um, up in the northwest. And I just just I just didn't feel right, and I just I was I was. I mean, people say, ah, oh, you know. You could understand. I fully understood from that moment when players travel abroad, play in the Champions League or yeah. in the Europa League, yeah. and when you come back, yeah. how tired how tired you can be, even as a, even as, even as a fourth official. Yeah, how how tired you are with, yeah. with the with the travelling and and the game, and you don't get back to late tonight because they take you for dinner. Then you go back to your hotel. Then you're up most probably the crack of dawn, yeah. getting the plane back because you you don't sleep after yeah. you've refereed. You don't sleep. Okay. And then we all, you know, we all sitting out, we all sat in our room and having having a you know a quiet drink, quiet beer, mulling over the game before we, if the assessor didn't speak to us that evening, he'd speak to us first thing in the morning. Yeah. So with that, you know, and, and, and I suppose you just get a little bit mentally tired, a bit fatigued, and and you do you do get you do get tired from those journeys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's so interesting because the stuff that you say there, like, I, you know, I know you as a person, I know he's a referee. So I, you know, you'd be open if you made a mistake, you'd probably get, we'd be able to tell that you, you sense you made a mistake, but you were respected and people understood why you made a mistake. You're not, yeah. not necessarily care about the mistake itself. Being my body language. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. But the <laughs> bigger topic here, which feeds into the players, feeds into managers, feeds into fans who are listening to this as well, which I think is a bit of a break in the system, but I don't know how to make it better is that you guys are human and you know when you've made mistakes, but the moment the game is done, you vanish. Like, and you have to, you, you have to vanish because that's your union. That's your job. That's what you do. And yeah. as a con- but the difference is for players, for managers and so on, they have to step forward and take every criticism that they have, you know, when something goes wrong, but it would be like, I think people would probably like referees more and respect them more if they were able to even say anything. So in some ways, the protection feels like it's making it worse for you guys. Yeah, I, I think that's that's, uh, that's that's a great question, and um, I think if you on 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 the Premier League, because I mean, listen, there's, there's 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 more football. I mean, the fans are just as for me, the fans are just as important as anybody else in football. Yeah, because they care. Look what they've done to this European Super League. Yeah. The fans look what they've done to that. So the cat, the fans are important. That what they say is important, and there's a lot of knowledgeable football fans out there. Yeah. regarding you know football and 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 the standard of, of referees and uh, it, it, it's um it, it's it is, it is difficult now i understand that they want they want referees to come out and speak to the media now on the premier league i think why why the present management's in place that will never happen um because i've worked for this this management and i know exactly what it's like and and what you've got to remember as well is that players Referees just like players. You've got yeah. some that a manager with his team, and referee the manager with his team. Some some players need some referees or some ref, players need to kick up the backside. Yeah. Some need a bit of loving and arm around them. Yeah. That's no different to referees. Yeah. No different to referees. And you've got to have the right manage, management in place to know that and, and to know how to handle that and, and, and to give that loving or give that kick up the backside. But going back to you know referees speaking after the game, I, the, the Premier League have a delegate, a match delegate. 
who is put there by the Premier League. So he's solely in, in charge. He will he will come and speak to the referees before the game. He will he will assess the referees' performance. He's not a referee, but he will look at he will look at his man management, his fitness, and his key match decision making. Appointed by the Premier League, who would be an ex-player, an ex-manager, or administrator. So he will come in, see the team sheets. He will he will speak to the managers. He will speak to the managers after the game regarding the referee's performance and put their comments on on, on the form. And obviously come in and, and talk to the referee about his performance. And if there's been any sort of key match decisions or incidents that he they feel that went on during the game, they will talk about it, whether it's right or where it's wrong. Because nine times out of ten, the delegate would say, "Listen, I'll have to go and watch the DVD and and see what 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 what, what that incident was about." But for me, you know, they can initially they they talk about it. We talk the ref the, the delegate speaks with the referee. And then they have that conversation, then they finish their debrief and then the delegate goes home. For me, what the delegate should be doing then is, after talking with the match referee, then going and face the media if yeah. there's been any big controversies during the game regarding the match referee. Yeah. So for me, I think the Premier League should, the delegate should, they should order the delegate to go and speak to the, the press, the written press, and say, listen, look, I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm here on behalf of the Premier League. I'm assessing the, the referee for the Premier League. We've had this comment. We've had a discussion regarding this incident. This is what the referee saw, and this is what he said, and this is how he had judged this incident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because what you've got to remember is that referees are not media trained. Yeah, and we know what the media can throw at you, <laughs> you know yourselves, the players. Yeah, you know, yeah. and sometimes you're on the back foot, and you, you know, you're thinking, you're scrabbling your head, what to say, and make sure you come across correctly and not incorrectly. And sometimes I've done it before when I've been. I've been interviewed on TV. I've come out and said something. And I thought, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I've not said that right. I ain't come across right. And then it gets misinterpreted, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then you, you and then it just everything just goes up in the air. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So I think you spent 13 years then as a Premier League referee. So in that time, um, what were your best memories? Oh, I mean, listen, I had some, I had some great memories. Um, you know, obviously refereeing the playoff final. Um, I'm loved in Manchester. Oh, you are. There you are. 99. Yeah, oh, you 1999. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> eh? It, it, it wouldn't be where they are now. <laughs> That's what <laughs> and I say. And I still get stick from all those Gillingham fans. Jill fans, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Please forgive me. Um, but I think, yeah, listen, I've, I've, had, a, I've had a wonderful career. I, I mean, listen, people, I look back and I've, you know, I've done the Community Shield, the referee, the League Cup final. People say, well, you should have done the FA Cup final. Why did you never do the FA Cup final? And I said, listen, it's just one of those things. My face didn't fit and you, you move on. But the one thing I do take from all my years on the Premier League is that I had the respect of the players yeah. and the fans. And that means more to me than anything in the world, yeah. apart from obviously obviously my family. Um, listen, we had some troubled times as well, my mm. friend. We had some, you know, me and my wife both, Diagnosed with cancer yeah. within six months, I had to take leave from football. Most probably, as you know, yeah. to to battle. Um, I was told I would never ever, if I survived, I would never ever referee at the top again. Um, and you know, I did. Yeah. I did, and I hopefully was inspiration to to many people. And obviously, my wife was battling at the same time because she's got leukemia. She's still fighting that now. So, but listen, I, I, I had a I had a wonderful career. Would it, could have I carried on? Possibly. Um, I, had I had that loving um, from a management? Yes. I mean, when Keith Hackett was in charge, he was fantastic. You knew where you stood with Keith. You know, he, he would he would put that arm around you, he'd give you a kick up the backside when you needed, um, and thoroughly enjoyed it uh, under under Keith. But um, obviously, every, everyone's term comes to an end. But I think I think. Yeah, you know, remember we, we, us referees receive social abuse as yeah. well as yeah. all players. And um, I had I had two counts of social abuse um, after one after one game, and after when I retired, um, which was affected me quite heavily. Affected my family, my little my little daughter. You know, obviously with my wife battling leukemia. So that that was that that was a bit of a downside. But to be fair, the football club concerned were very good. Yeah. Um, with, with, with it and the police were very good with it and it all got it all got it all got sorted but when you're getting things you know 
a letter through your uh, your, letter, your letterbox saying there's a bullet waiting for you and maybe yeah. your daughter, young daughter dies and you know there's no there's no place for that no, in the game and, and not just that and one thing one one thing that really bugs me is that you know after that I had some even more abuse regarding my young four year old daughter at the time what they wanted to do to her and I can't say on this show what they wanted to do to her you could you yeah. could guess but but one thing that does annoy me and for me we're all one. We yeah. are all one. Yeah. And what really bugs me and de- it dis- it's despicable is the racist comments and abuse that we are still getting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, for me, going back, what, 2014, before I retired, when I received all these death threats from my wife and my daughter from social media. Yeah. And what they wanted to do to my daughter was, was awful. For me, these... These social media outlets have got to take responsibility. They've got to. It's nothing's changing. Yeah, nothing is changing. Not, nothing's changing. I would, I would argue. What? I would argue it's getting worse. It's getting worse. So what? Nothing's going to change until the social media and Parliament and the police take action yeah. against these people. Now, jail them. I put them in jail. Yeah. Give them sentences. Yeah. If they lose their jobs, they lose their livelihoods, so be it. They yeah. deserve to. Yeah. And it's it, it's got to stop. It has to stop. And it's got to stop with the social media and the governments and the police to take stronger action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm off my rant now. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's a, no. That's a red card. Yeah, that's, so, a red so, card. that's a red, that's a video review. That's everything, mate. But that's, those people, because there's no consequence, they feel like they can do no. it. Because as is the case with most things in life, if there is consequence, you don't do it. Even if you it, think or whatever against something, you don't do it. It, but, it sickens, sickens, sickens me. It sickens me, mate. Sickens. All right. This, this, this listen, is very, very true. What would you say <laughs> then? Um, well, actually, the, you said so many things which are really, really interesting, which I didn't really know. So it sounds like in terms of that whole refereeing world in the Premier League specifically, like you were a well-regarded referee amongst players and managers and so on. But then you're also appearing to be somewhat of like a borderline outcast within that group of referees. Yeah, I suppose because I, it's, a, it's like anything, you know, we're, we're not all friends. Yeah. When we get together, we're not all, it's like, you know, it's I, same, I, yeah, same I, play, I, yeah. I, I, I trained with Bolton Wanderers for many, many, many years and you, you see it go on. All the players, they're all not, they're all not yeah. friends. They all don't get on. And it's no different to, to referees. You have your own little, yeah. your own little groups, you know. Um, so... And it's a very, it's a very selfish industry refereeing because you, you know people will do what they can to get what they can. Yeah. And and that, and, that, and that's 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 the only problem with it. Um, I, I, I find. But as I say, I I I, I had a um, wonderful career. I mean, you talk about players, you talk about managers. I mean, I had some great. I mean, I remember. I don't know when was you. I'm just trying to think when you were at City. Uh, you, 04 you, till till twenty twelve two thousand four till twenty was that was that Danny was Danny Mills at the club yeah he was yeah he yeah. joined because I remember I mean it's not it's, Danny's a great lad I refereed him many times always ended up cautioning him always yeah like, without you know what yeah. it's like he yeah, never yeah. stopped moaning yeah. and I remember I'm not sure what was his first season at Man City it was two thousand because I opened I opened the, um, the the City at the Etihad against Barcelona yeah. I think Danny came. Was Danny come two, three, two, four? Was he there no, before I think, you? I, I think no. You know, he came. He came after me. I think he might have been there um, five, six, maybe. Yeah, well, I, I remember his his last game for Middlesbrough was against Portsmouth, and I give a penalty against him, and he had a right moan. And I said, well, that, I said, that's for all the crap you give me all season. That's like <laughs> a penalty. I did, it was a penalty. But I said, that's for all the crap you give me all season. But, yeah. Um, and he, he moved to Man City, didn't he? From from, yeah. from Middlesbrough. And his first game, I think, I think, I think it was against Charlton. First game of the season, I think it was Charlton. I think you won four. Was it four nil? I think you beat Charlton four nil or four one. Yeah. But I remember him standing in the tunnel, and he came up to me and he said, um, "I've been told I've got to be, be nice to you today because you're a City fan." <laughs> <laughs> going back to going back to 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 to, to Wembley, um, nineteen ninety nine. because it was um, yeah, the girls in the office said you know, he had to be nice to me, and of course, I think it was about thirty seconds. I give a free kick against him, and normally he's right in year all the time. Yeah. This time, I give a free kick and nothing. I went, 
there is a God up there. He's not giving a moment. So after that, anyway, I've blown the whistle because City won. He's come, he's come, man. Mark, Mark. Sure, man, well done. You are a City fan, aren't you? <laughs> That's <laughs> terrific. Like, yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, I mean, I say I had a good rapport. I mean, I had a good rapport with most players. I remember John Terry, because you know, the captains come in with the team sheets, didn't they? And um, John Terry was another one that he had, was, was quite verbal, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, with, with referees, we, we, in, 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 a, in a good way. And he used to come in the dressing room. As soon as he walked in the dressing room, with, 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 he used to shake their hands. I never used to shake his hand. I used to whack him around the face. He said to me, why do you always hit me around the face when I come in your dressing room? I said, because I can't do it out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> and that That's... broke the ice. And, uh, you know, we just got on, we got on ever so well. No, that, that, ever so well. Like, this is, this is all behind-the-scenes stuff for people, for most people who are listening. And, like, this is stuff that matters because when you go out there and everybody on the field, like, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be competitive and so on. But when you trust somebody yeah. in the middle... Like yeah. as I say, you can be disappointed if they do make a mistake, but you're not yeah. in a rage about it for the duration because as yeah. I say, you know the intent was there. And even so, when I was I was captain at QPR for three years, and this was in the championship. Oh, you <laughs> And I was, I'll be honest with you, there was um, there were some referees who like like I got more bookings for dissent in the first two years in the championship than I did for my whole time in the Premier League. And it, and the thing about dissent for me, like I'm not really an angry person. Like a goal, we just there were a couple of these where we just conceded a goal, and something had happened in it. So I'm looking around for referee, saying, "Excuse me, ref. Excuse me, ref." And he's like jogging away from me. I'm like, "Excuse me, ref. Excuse me, ref." Then he gets past the halfway line, and he says, "If you cross that line, I'm going to book you." But I'm trying to I'm trying to have a conversation with him. Yeah. And yeah. in the meantime, the other team is celebrating in the corner behind me. So it's not like the game's going on. And there was so much of that where there was like this sort of like school teacher feel to it. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. and I hated that. And that gets yeah. like, because the best one, one of the best times for me was there was a, there was a referee one time and like he, there was a decision that was made. And I said, and I'm sorry, excuse me, ref, excuse me, ref. Cause I'm trying to be polite. Cause I, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to yeah. just go nuts and say, excuse me, ref. Yeah. And he said, and he said, yeah, I said, uh, do you not think that maybe this was this for this decision? And he says, oh, do you know what? I think, I think you're right. I think I probably made a mistake on that one. And immediately I had nothing left to say. I was like, okay, no. cool. No. Right. No. Okay. So you just completely diffused me. But other yeah. people like go away, go away, go yeah, away. It's not, no, it's not, it's not. Yeah, for me, that's what it's all about. It's all about engaging with the players, and and you know you've, you've got to you've got to have that conversation with them. And it's a, it's about managing the players, managing the event, and managing the game. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, for sure. And you know, referees. You know, we're all part of the game. We're all one big football family, and we all need to get on. And as I said before, you know, you look at you look at today. I mean, you look at. Look at some of the referees today. They're just so quick to get out their, their yeah. yellow cards yeah. and caution players for, for next to nothing when yeah. you look at it. Yeah. And, and and that comes from the leadership and the direction of the management. Yeah. And you can still referee with common sense, but having said that, you can still stamp the authority on the game at the same time without showing a yellow card. Yeah. You know, your, your verbal communication, your body language. I mean, obviously, I can't say it to you because it, what, what goes on on the football pitch is the shop floor and yes there is shop floor language used by referees and by the players yeah it's, it's accepted yeah yeah and and that's how you've got to speak to the players because then they will respect you the way you speak back to them yeah and it's, and it's the way you say it you know it's the way you say it yeah i mean i i mean i think you say about that i think in my whole career my whole whole career i think you can count on one hand and i think that's when i started you can count on one hand the cautions I had for dissenting. Yeah. Because I knew how to manage the players. Yeah, for sure. And that is so Im- that is so important in a football game. Yeah. It's, it's so important. See, so yeah, you're right, you're right, you know, you're right. 80% of football is not about the laws of the game. It's about managing the game, understanding yeah. the game, showing empathy for the game as a referee. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yes, you, 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 you try and referee within the makeup of the laws of the game, but you can still use that common sense. You know, that's that's ultimately what players want to see. That's what managers want to see. And I imagine Absolutely. that's what lots of fans want to see. But yeah. I don't think we're there at this moment in time, unfortunately. No. I, well, I think I think it's gone. I think it's gone from there. I think when you had the likes of, you know, yourself and, and you know, Jeff Winter, um, Howard Webb, um, Clattenburg, Mark Clattenburg around. It was. It was. You could. You could have that conversation. Yeah. But since they they've been forced, we've all been forced to leave the PGMOL. Yeah. Um, it's sort of it's sort of gone from there. 
I think it's gone backwards. Yeah. I don't know if you think I'm correct, but I think the standards no, no. have gone backwards. There's, there's, I, really do. I think I think refereeing in this day and age is probably a bit different because of the video situation. But in terms of players being but, engaged, then yeah. yeah. But you say that about the VAR. I loved VAR when I was around because then obviously I would never have made a mistake because then they would have come in to back me up. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, we 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 still saw many errors last season yeah. with VAR because yeah. it wasn't being implemented correctly yeah. as we've seen in the Euro 2020. Yeah, even I remember when it first came in in England. So I'd, I'd played um, I'd played in the MLS for the last two years, and the and they had VAR over there. And as yeah. far as things like offsides would go, they wouldn't draw a line. They would almost see it. They'd, they'd look at it. Use from the naked eye. They'd use, they'd use the naked eye. And with that, it meant that you never, me, even me as a defender, there were times when I'd look at something and feel like, okay, I understand why that was given. But like then, what you were saying is, God, I'm getting slow, didn't you? Uh, no, well, never, <laughs> never that, my friend. But there, there, are other, there are other bits, say, like when we look at it through England, we look at the lines. And even yeah. me as a defender... Like if I see somebody that's offside because their chest is sticking just a, a fraction further than my leg or whatever, I'm looking at that and think if I saw that still without the lines on it after the game, I wouldn't be complaining that we've lost the game due to an offside goal. But still, like that goal's being taken away and so on. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm losing Listen, it. The worst, the, the, worst, the worst thing they've done was bring in that handball, the T-shirt. Like oh, the my arm. goodness. And when have you ever seen someone score with an armpit? Well, <laughs> exactly. Wait, yeah. Tell me, when has someone put their arm up and pushed it in with it? I mean, for me, handball, deliberate handball, goes from the shoulder yeah. right to your fingernails. Yeah. And you take that you take that out of, the, of, you know, of offside, then you'll see a lot more goals being scored. But hopefully, the PGML will follow, you know, the, the, the way that um, UEFA implemented everything about VAR in, yeah. in the Premier League this season. I know the clubs want it that way. Um, it's a matter whether we can we can do that. Yeah. So here's a big question then. So this is one which um, I think lots of my friends and, you know, like people who support football, if you're a fan of the game, you're, fan, you're likely the fan of a team. If you're a fan of a team, there are times when you feel you're being wronged and so on. Yeah. So is it possible, do you think, from the perspective of a referee... Um, when you've got a stadium full of fans and you, you're trying to make decisions, you think it? I'm not hinting at bias because I don't think that's no, necessarily no. a thing. But surely fans are affecting the mindset of somebody who's controlling the game in the middle. Because as a player, they affect us because yeah. we're making decisions which we wouldn't normally make because there are 30, 40, 50,000 people, you know, judging everything that you do. Like, how does it affect? How does it actually affect you guys? Well, to, to be honest, you. You only get you only get to the top by being mentally tough, mentally strong. Yeah. And you have to be. Why everybody's losing their lose, losing their heads around you? You've got to, you've got to remain calm and 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 focused and fully concentrated. Because if you're not, then you will make mistakes. Now, when I refereed, very rarely you you wouldn't because I was in the zone. I wouldn't hear the crowd. Okay. Because you're fully concentrated, what is going on now? When you relaxed and there was an injury or there was something else, then you, you, you yeah, because you, you you just switch off for a minute. You, you do hear the crowd shouting and booing and saying things, but where actually when the game's going on, I I, I was I was in the I was in the zone, okay. I was in the zone, and it, and it and it never affected me. It did it it didn't affect me. Would you say that's the same for everybody who's refereed at the highest level, or would you say you're the uh, one no? Of the we're, 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 we're all different. We're all different individuals. Um, I would, you know, I would say perhaps some some were more nervous than others. Listen, I was nervous before. You know, before I went out and when I pressed that bell and I threw that ball against the wall ten times and, <laughs> and, and, and turned the music off. Yeah, nervous until I got onto that pitch and I blew that first whistle. I was fine. Yeah. Of course, we're nervous. If it, you know, if if you're not nervous, people, I think people will be telling lies. I think I think every player that goes out on that pitch is, is nervous. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. until that until that whistle goes, and yeah, I think you know we could see. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the way some of the, the the younger referees react in the new season because now, for the first time in what nearly two years, we're going to have fans in the stadium. Yeah, and uh, and they're going to they're going to let them know if they don't like a decision. So oh, they- listen. <laughs> I mean, I've been, you know, you know yourself at the Britannia Stadium and uh, at um, Goodison Park, and most probably the most hostile grounds in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they, they know their football. And especially when you went to Goodison Park, if you went on top of your game, 
them fans would soon let you know you weren't because they knew their football. Yeah. And they knew their decisions. They knew their referees. Yeah. And uh, this one's obviously a bit different and, and it's close to home and stuff. But even, say, QPR, like, it's a smaller crowd, but the crowd is, like, a foot away from the stadium. But I, I know, yeah. Listen, like, when that place gets hostile, like, I, I've felt the positives and the negatives of it, but when it gets hostile, wow, you do you do feel like you're in an enclosure. But... I'm- I've been in. Don't get. I've been in that stand many, many, many oh, times. I bet you have. I'm sure I've heard you booing as well. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> only the referee, mate. Only the referee. <laughs> so to- he's like that good West Ham. He's like. I mean, you know, when they played Upton Park, that you know that that chicken run down that right hand side. Yeah. You know, as a referee, I never went nowhere near it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got a pie thrown at me. Yeah, I for sure. Bill Dowd used to get him thrown. He used to pick him up and eat him. Old Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, yes, that's all so, so true. And I think as as a player as well, there's some places in some stadiums where you just didn't want to be a substitute and the manager says, go and warm <laughs> right, up yeah. over there. You're like, ah, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. Um, to change the time a little bit, because you, you, you've kind of mentioned it in passing, but it was in 2009 when you were diagnosed with a non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Yeah. You said your wife six months earlier was um, diagnosed with leukemia as well. Yeah. Are you okay if we speak about that just for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, how did you actually end up finding out about it? Um, it was interesting because um, you know the, the season had, the season had finished, um, and when the season finished, we you know we got on a plane, come straight to Spain, and spent a lot of time out you know the place in Spain, um, and I was I, I, I was. I thought there was something wrong before that when I was refereeing towards the end of the season, and I could, we came over here and it just steadily got worse that I couldn't I couldn't really eat and I was losing I think I lost about ten kilos in four weeks, and I thought say I could I, but when I was training when I got back into training so I always have, I have four weeks off and then I get back into training then it sort of didn't affect me because the adrenaline when I was training and, yeah. and spinning sessions I, I sort of didn't really feel it but then when I got back home and relaxed and then needed something to eat it was I couldn't I couldn't swallow I couldn't you know, all I could do was drink and I, I remember my wife and it was out her parents were saying oh stop stop there's nothing wrong with you what's the matter there's nothing wrong with you and we used to fly back do the do, do our week you know do a pre-season week before the season starts do our train do our fitness test I had a couple of refereed a couple of games I remember refereeing um flew back to do the Wembley Cup between uh, Tottenham and Barcelona at Wembley and I, I felt really, really rough. And we got back home and Michelle says, right, we're going, you know, we're going to the doctor. Been been before and they just said I've got an ear throat infection with just give me um antibiotics, but it, it didn't work. And in the end I ended up going for a scan. Um this was in August, so we're going from from sort of April, May, right the way through to August, um, with with, with this trouble, not knowing what it was. And that's why I think it's so important to people if they've got any problems, they have to go to the doctor straight yeah. away. Yeah. Um, and I went for a scan at, at, in, in Bolton, a private hospital in Beaumont, and um, it, it revealed that uh, I had a massive tumour in, in my throat. Um, had I gone on any longer, it could have it could have killed me. Wow. Stopped, you know, could have suffocated me. But and that was two that was two days before I was meant to start the two thousand nine ten season at Goodison Park, Everton versus. Arsenal, first game of the season. Wow. And so I had to make that decision because on the Monday I was in the hospital having the operation. Yeah. So I had to make that decision. Did you know, I thought um, this this could be the last last ever I don't want to go out not refereeing in that season. So I, they gave me I, I spoke to my management and they gave me the option. So I decided to referee the game. Okay. Shouldn't have done because I was I looked I looked awful and my assistants just, when I walked into the hotel and they just looked at me and went Jesus, you don't look well, Mark. And, and I wasn't. I told them what had happened. And they were the only people I told prior to that game. And yeah. obviously the kit manager, because I'm very good friends with Jimmy Martin, the kit man at, at Everton, still out to this day. You know, we, he's got a place near me and we, we go out to dinner and we go out to... And, and he's been excellent. Um, and I told him. Because mm-hmm. uh, on, on, the, on the Premier League, you're refereeing the same people, same teams, yeah. you know, week in, week out. And you say, oh, you, you can't make friends. Of course you can make friends. Yeah. Of course you can make friends. And when you're refereeing on league so long, doing the same guy, refereeing the same people, as I said, you will make friends. But once you walk over that white line, they knew what they were going to get from yeah. Mark Hall. Yeah. So with that, you know, after you know, that game, luckily for me, it, it was it was an easy game. It, well, you know, it was 6-1 to, to Arsenal <laughs> and it wasn't a difficult game. Yeah. So it was, I was just relieved really because nothing had gone on. Because then obviously over the, over, over the weekend, it was revealed that, 
I've got to take leave from the game because I've got cancer. So I was thinking, Jesus, something had gone wrong in that game. I would have been people have had a go at me for I shouldn't have been refereeing that game. Yeah, but I did, and I got away with it. Yeah, I got away with it. Uh, and then so- I was in. I was in on Monday having the, the tumor removed, and then obviously, I always remember waking up my wife crying next to me. And they said it was worse than we first feared. So I thought, oh, gee. And, 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 I know, and I know exactly what people go through when they've been diagnosed. Yeah. First question I asked, I know what everybody asks, am I going to die? And that's the first thing I said to him. Yeah. Am I, am I going to die? And he said, not if we can help it. And then yeah, I was okay after that. But then five days later, it grew back again. So I had to then go. I, then I got in touch with the Christie, which we know yeah. well. She's in, the, in Manchester is one of the, is the best hospital rating, yep. if not the worst. Europe, you're not in the world for, yeah. for looking after people with cancer. And, for sure. Um, the chap that looked after me there, Tim Illich, he was he was a big Everton fan, loved big football fan, knew who I was, got in, um, had another scan, got me in the next day, we need to get you in the morning, start your chemotherapy treatment. Yeah. Said not as that's when he said to me, not sure if you'll survive, but you will never referee again. So but luckily for me, uh, it was a it was a it was a long, hard struggle, obviously with both of us at that time I had a, a three, four year old daughter. Um, my wife was struggling. I was struggling. It, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a tough year. But the football family come together, and yeah. I think you know they 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 helped me along. So it was pretty, it was great. Yeah, with regards to him saying that you're never going to referee again, isn't it good sometimes when people are wrong? You know, that's that's yeah, always a, that's, oh, absolutely. Sometimes I mean, there's a positive you know, there. Him up there must have been looking down on me, and uh, and as I said, I'm, I was one of the lucky ones, perhaps. You know, but uh, you? as I said, I had a, I had a great. I, I, I loved every minute of my career. People say to me now, "Would you, do you regret giving up?" I, I thought, and I, I think, I think like you as a player and me as a referee, you know when your time is up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, and, and, and I, and I, you say I could, I could have carried on and like, if I were managed properly, but I remember sitting in some dressing rooms at half time thinking, do you know what? I, I don't want to go out for the second half because I put my body through so much with the chemotherapy, the radiotherapy. I put my body through so much getting back to, to fitness and passing the fitness test that my body just shut down and said, Mark, I can't do it and we can't do it anymore. Yeah. I just can't do it. And that's when I decided, um, you know, I thought, well, listen, I'm going to call it a day at the end, end of the season. And, yeah. you know, my last game was at, at the Etihad, which was against Norwich um, 2013. Yeah. And, and and City lost as well. Yeah. Cheers. They lost 3-2 three, three, and they were all saying, another five minutes, please, Mark. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, the evasion I got from both sets of fans was, was fantastic. And then, after that, I think Stephen Jarrell rang me to, to put our referee's testimony in August, which which I've done that, and that was um, one of my last games. And then I was honoured to referee the, the testimonial with Vincent Company. Um, yeah, that was that was that was brilliant as well. That's 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 fantastic. That's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Like I had so many like sub questions to ask you about it, but you've described everything so so well there. But I suppose the one thing which I want to know, because as you we've mentioned the the PGML. PG Mall, is it? PGMOL? PGMOL. Yeah. Well, that, that Vincent Company game, do you remember Bellas? You know what yeah. Bellas was like? Yeah. Oh, every my God, time, yeah. Every time I referee Craig. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. You know what he's like? Yeah. He played with him. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I bet it was the same in training. Exactly the same, yeah. The exactly the same. And he came on and straight away, I mean, it was, it was a great game, friendly game. Straight away, he had a right go. I mean, do you remember the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's, so that's it, Craig, yeah. Yeah, he had a right, right go. And um, Nicky Puck come up to me and Mark, Come out, you think, Mark? Do you want me to sort him for you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I said, Nicky, I'll give you one. And he did. We went straight in behind, and he absolutely murdered him from behind. I went, Oh no, Craig, we're happy. So I said, Leave it to me. I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out. Right. I said, Nicky. I said, That's it. That's your one. No more. He said, No problem, Mark. No problem at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. But it's great. You know yeah, I mean? with with. So having played with Craig, like he's. He's very, very angry, but there's a good intent there. Oh, absolutely! But you absolutely. need to, you need to just like try and look through all the layers of like rage to see to get to yeah. that point. I mean, I, when, when he left, when he when he left, um, I mean, listen, I, got, I worked with him at um, at uh, being sports in in, in Doha. And yeah, he's, he's great. Oh, he's a he's 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 a lovely man. Yeah. lovely man. Totally. But agree. I remember, I remember uh, he left Liverpool. He went to Cardiff, didn't he? I thought, yeah. Oh, yes. No more Craig Bellamy in the Premier League. <laughs> you nice, thought? Nice, some peace. Thought first game of the no, first game of the season. Second game it was in midweek. Brighton Cardiff. And who was appointed to Brighton Cardiff? 
<laughs> oh, it never stopped going on. And then, I mean, it was like, he had a, I give him a freaky, he had a right guy at me. I said, um, I said, Craig, you're, you're worse than my first wife and she's divorced me. <laughs> and he went, oh, Mark, can you give me some rice? Because I'm going through exactly the same thing. Can you help me? <laughs> so I just said, Craig, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And oh, after gosh. that, we had, we, you know, we had a great laugh about it. And then he's back to normal. He's starting to have a go at me again. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but that's, that, 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 that was it. That was, that was, that was, on, that was on the field of play. It, 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 it's a shop floor and that's what happens. And, you know, I don't think, I, I think people, while, while, while the, no for crowd were allowed in, in, in the stage. You could hear everything, couldn't you? And yeah. Constantly hearing the commentators apologising for the language. Yeah. Didn't you? Every time they were apologising. But when the fans are there, you don't hear none of that. Yeah. Thing. None of them can hear it. Yeah. So, you, you know, they, you, get away, they, they, you get away with it. It's funny that, though, because we, they're having to apologise when the fans aren't there. But then also we're trying to pretend like fans aren't don't always have some songs which are a little bit um, extra oh, yeah. as well. Because <laughs> when you hear that right. in the background, some, you're like, ah, some, okay. of the, some of the fans and the youngsters and their language is far worse than what the players Exactly, is. yeah, exactly. And that's saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. You know, I've got um, one final sort of series of questions for you, if that's all right. Yeah. So no you, you were and you are still very popular and I feel, you know, that's amongst most people involved in English football, whether it's ex-referees, whether it's ex-players, current players, you know, current managers and so on. And I think that's great, but I think that there's some who aren't. And I'm not going to name names, but I wonder, do those people firstly know they're unpopular? Do they even care? And do some of them almost end up getting to a point where they play up to it? Well, I can only speak for myself, I think. Um, I care. I, I, you know, I cared. For me, I, I cared. I cared about game. I cared about football. I cared about the game I was refereeing because it's not about the referee. Um, I think, listen, I still get abused on, on social media. Um, not as much now, but, and I, and I, and, and, and I answer them with, with respect and, and yes, I respect your decision, your, your opinion. And they come back and, okay, sorry about that, Mark. Sorry about that language. Yeah. There's no problem. But I think if I'm, if I'm being honest, right, I'm being honest, there will be some referees out there who are, and you know, they are, who yeah. must probably come across as very arrogant. Yeah. You know, and there are some that come across that, you know, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you a penny to be polite and smile with, with a person. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much negativity and hate around and, you know, it doesn't pay anybody to be nice. Yeah. And, and that go, I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at some of our referees, listen, we've got some good referees. We've got some good referees. We've got some good young referees. And, and I use the, the, the allergy you've got, Football coaches that turn average players into good players, good players into excellent players. That yeah. is no different with referees. Yeah, and that's the problem we've got at the moment. We ain't got, we haven't got the quality of coaches that are looking after our young referees and our referees at the top. Yeah, who've, who've been there, done it, seen it, and got the t-shirt. Yeah, and and I think that's the problem we've got with our referees at the present. Um, but like you say, you, you look at it, you, you do see some of them. They do come across as too aggressive. There's yeah. No need to yeah. to being aggressive like that you know we're all humans at the end of the day we all we're a football family and we all need to get on yeah 100 percent, 100 percent agree with you and this is like a closing statement for me now yeah so firstly i don't think well i still think you guys are a bit crazy because i don't see why you'd ever want to do the job that you do or the job that you did i was a player like you well that's everybody. that's what makes it even more crazy <laughs> and, I, and to be honest i've also I, I I was a goalkeeper. So you want to see, see, see a nuts already, yeah. got even be more crazy at the PRF. Exactly. That is a root of complete weirdos. But anyway, so <laughs> I've not seen, one thing I've got to say, I've not seen many good referees who also aren't good people. So credit to you for all you did during your career. And that's why you have this legacy that you do now. And I hope there'll be more people like you in the future because the subtle difference in terms of then compared to now is that back then, as a player, you know, you'd respect a referee for the way they referee the game and the personality that they have. Yeah. Whereas true. I feel like today, and obviously, you know, I've just retired, but today, the biggest compliment that I've heard get given to a referee is when someone asks, how was the ref today? And I say, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. So I guess that means he was good, you know? Yeah. And that is like, I don't know. That, that's, 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 a, that's a low bar. Do you, I don't remember him. So that means that's a good referee now. Like, Absolutely. But unfortunately, 
that's not the case in a lot of games today, is it? You can still you can still referee with common sense, and you can still referee with a personality. Yeah. But that comes from the leadership and direction of their of the management. Yeah, that's that's absolutely perfect. So thank you very much for coming on the show, and thank you for not booking me too many times in my career as well. You're always a good <laughs> well, one, and I appreciate <laughs> as it. As I said, you, you know, you played for you know you played for my team, so I didn't I didn't referee you. I'd have got away with murder if I refereed well, you. Well, I know, I know, <laughs> well, I know. Well, obviously, the city fans love me. Cause, uh, yeah, because you because you helped where us. they are today. <laughs> Every everyone everyone before City got bought over feels that they were the reason why City are now one of the best teams in the world. <laughs> but so, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the best people. At, you know, City with me was I got an enormous and we had many many conversations because when he contacted um, Cancer he was the first person he rang and that was Bernard Halford yeah Bernard was an absolutely yeah lovable man and he was absolutely fantastic and yeah. um, you know I just still think of him today because yeah. I got on ever so well with Bernard yeah fantastic Ingrat- absolutely incredible human being and he's absolutely. the last person I speak about today but yeah thank you very much man thanks for coming on the show you're welcome you- take care my friend have take- a great day and take- please stay safe yeah we'll do take it easy well speak to you soon All the best. Bye. take care bye so there you have it thank you very much for listening And be sure to let me know what you thought about today's episode via my social media or why not go crazy and send in an audio message. All those links can be found in the show notes. And lastly, thank you to producer man Ryan Hale for making all of this possible. Unless we forget, if you haven't subscribed already, be sure to do so as there is plenty more to come. Bye for now.